Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores, the stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on, but we do it without the left wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty on demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. All right, third hour, Clay and Buck kicks off now. Much to discuss. Declining Biden. He's not able to be hiding the same way that he used to. People are seeing what's going on more and more. We shall discuss that. But first, I just thought this was so interesting. Uh, there is a rise in the availability of simple artificial intelligence technology out there that allows you to do some pretty amazing stuff. You can have a very um, mechanically written essay pumped out almost instantaneously on something. That would have been fun when I was in, you know, seventh grade English class. Uh, you have, just kidding, I would never, I would never want that for any of the young people listening. Don't ever take the shortcuts. Do all of the work. Algebra is essential for your life. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. <laughs> Do they still sell like the Spark Notes and the Cliff Notes in the same way? I, I Are those maybe online? 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 Yeah, I remember that. It was a study tool when they would yes. sell that in bookstores. The Cliff Notes study tool. Um, and some in, of you out there probably told your parents, "Oh, this is just a supplement. I just want to oh, make yeah. sure that I'm not missing anything." Yeah, I want to be fully enriched in this uh reading of Catcher in the Rye. Without actually reading it, right? I mean, that's the whole, that's what the Spark Notes, Cliff Notes world could do for you. And I love that they even had a warning on it. It was like, don't, don't use this instead of reading the book. You're giving your precious years in order to get an education. And I'm sure a lot of the students who were trying to cram the night before exams or whatever thought to themselves, Oh, well, if they say I shouldn't do it, maybe I should get back to reading it. Anyway, um, AI tools now are all over the place. You can do some pretty fun. Have you, have you experimented at all with AI tools, Clay, just for fun? Like try to see if you could, what would Clay Travis winning a Super Bowl look like? You know what I mean? And you turns you into, have you? No, I haven't actually yeah. gone on and looked at it at all. You have, you just kind of played around I mean, with a, it. A, a tiny bit. I, I tried uh chat GPT to see what that was like. And, um, I, I'm somebody who's, and I, I admit this, that I'm by no means, uh, even particularly technically inclined. I think all the stuff about how artificial intelligence is going to turn into something akin to uh, the Skynet machine from Terminator and that 
the machines could destroy us all. I think that's a little overblown. Um, but yes. I've even thought about it. Sorry to cut you off, but I, I have thought about it in the context of our show. And even in the context of a lot of you out there listening to Rush for over 30 years, what's a little bit scary to me is, let's say something happens to us. Rush has obviously passed, but something happens to us down the line. I feel like they could put all of the audio from us, because you could basically have us saying every word under the sun. We're on 15 hours a week. And say, have Clay and or Buck talk about, you know, something that's going to happen in 2050 based on what we've said in the past to try to create a new version of a show, right? Rush talk for 33 years. There is a, um, a consistency, I would argue, to the things that he would say. Could you take what he has said about past issues and try to create a new version commenting on real life? Everyone always says this. I mean, you know, human, the, the, AI can't do creativity and improvisation and these things the way that human beings can. That's just the bottom line, right? AI doesn't have weird moments like we hear on this show, for example. How much time did we spend talking about whether Clay could have a dental hygienist who was a guy? (laughs) You know, he got very deep into that conversation. And I was like, maybe we should talk about the inflation data, which is troubling for the economy. He's like, hold on a second, Buck. You want a dude with his fingers in the... In, I was thinking mouth? about that during the break. I think the reason there's no male hygienist is men's hands are too big and they don't fit in mouths. I was thinking about this while I was going to get my smoothie. I mean, if you watch enough Seinfeld, you will know that some ladies have man hands. Mm-hmm. It's a thing. I'm and they're saying. probably not dental hygienists. That's probably true as well. All right. So AI is all over the place and it's happening more and more where you'll see something and it's for parody purposes, it's amazing, right? Because you can, uh, you can use it to, you know, if you used an AI machine, you could have, I don't know, Nancy Pelosi drinking Chardonnay and insider trading while cackling about, uh, you know, the lower classes and how they're going to be stuck on this wheel of poverty forever. And it'll make, well, and that would just be a photo of Nancy Pelosi, but it could make you some image that yeah. would show you Nancy Pelosi, uh, and it would be, taking into account those instructions, right? That's the way it works. So the the companies had a – the big uh, AI companies in San Francisco, they're not banning it. This just happened. But they are trying to come up with guidelines about what the markings will be on it, how they'll identify AI content, because here's where this is all going. There's going to be stuff out there that looks – because this stuff, it used to be like you could see, you know, with um, what's that program every year? Uh, Photoshop, right? You yeah, could yeah. see if somebody put someone's head on something else. It didn't look quite right. And with some of this AI stuff now, you really can't tell. And and that ability to look at something and say this has been messed with, forged, faked. Remember what a big deal it was for the uh, Bush. Uh, the Bush administration, when, it, when he was running, uh, what was this, in 2004, right, against John Kerry, and uh, Dan Rather had the forged National Guard documents, right? Yeah. And he tried to do that to so – now, I mean, anybody can come up with forged National Guard documents and try to – I mean, it's so easy to make this stuff. And so, on the one hand, Clay, I'm worried about the actual weaponization of the technology for – dare I say, disinformation purposes. But just because the left is obsessed with disinformation that isn't real – doesn't mean that there isn't disinformation, which I always think is important to remind people that's a real thing. They say Joe Biden can, you know, 
tie his own shoes. There's plenty of disinformation out there. But, Clay, the other part of it is, too, think about the ways they can shut down. Now they can just say, look what they did to the Hunter Biden laptop. They said it bears all the hallmarks of Russian disinformation, right? That was the way they tried to undermine it and maybe even help Joe win the election or made Joe win the election by lying. Now, anytime you see something, if you have a video of Joe Biden accepting a bag of cash from one of Hunter's Ukrainian bag men, you could just say, I don't know, it looks like AI to me. Nick, prove to me it's not AI. And this is going to be, I think, a big argument that people have over things. They're going to just say that, they're going to lie about it, and it's going to really confuse the electorate. I think that's right. And it's going to require the, the, a lot of what people will say is, well, is there another video? Right. It used to be like, oh, well, we've got a video evidence of it. Okay, like that is legit. Now it's going to turn into if you want to argue that something's not real or if you want to argue that something is real, you're going to need multiple versions of that reality in order to prove it. And I just I I think we're going to get into an era where a lot of people aren't going to care either. Um, and they're going to spread so quickly on social media that what is and what is not fake is going to become increasingly difficult because if something is real and it's particularly politically damaging, you can just say it's fake. And how do you prove it to your point? Right. The, the Hunter Biden laptop, all the hallmarks of Russian disinformation. Well, anybody who looked into that at all knew that this would have to be that based on the amount of video and textual evidence, this would there was no way to fake that much. But if you want to believe that something is uh, is fake, you always have an excuse, always have the excuse. You've basically created a reasonable doubt um, excuse for any um, information that comes across the Internet that you don't like about your God. You can just always say, I don't know, it looks like AI to me. Prove to me it's not AI. And given what they did with the Hunter Biden laptop, how could anyone think that that's far afield? I think it's almost a certainty, Clay, which is why uh, they have this manifesto that the biggest tech companies in the world. And remember, these are some of the richest and most powerful countries. I'm sorry, companies more powerful than many countries on Earth. We're talking about, you know, TikTok, OpenAI, um, Adobe, Google, Meta, all of it. Right. These are the big players. And there's pressure from regulators about this, and people are saying they need to stop the spread of fake election content. But this is why, you know, all along, the notion that they'll be able to police lies on the Internet, you're never going to be able to police lies on the Internet. So what ends up happening is they create the context for the disparate policing of what one side doesn't want to hear anymore or doesn't want to hear in the moment and that's how we got the 2020 election, right? That's how we got um, shutting, you know, Twitter saying that it was hacked material, all this stuff. It was essentially a fix. So I, I, I know we don't talk about AI a lot on on this show. Uh, the implications for a whole range of businesses are it's truly enormous. Um, Nvidia is one of is probably the biggest stock success story I think of the year. I mean, in terms of just having a massive market cap company you know, skyrocketing over the last uh, 12 months or so. I mean, there's probably some others, but I'm just saying um, it's a huge company. And this is go- like, we know this is going to happen. This is coming down the pike. And honestly, Clay, do you have, I don't know how we really stop it other than just 
you fight bad speech with good speech? Because there's going to be AI deep fakes circulating that do sway people and that people believe. That's going to happen. There's no question. I think you're going to see a lot of people have to comment on it. I think it'll start this election um, because I would expect that there'll be both pro-Biden and anti-Biden and pro-Trump and anti-Trump AI fakes that are circulating on a regular basis. And I just I, I, Biden is speaking right now, by the way, um, I actually think this is where multiple videos become necessary so that you can actually see what is and what is not said. Um because it's, it's, I, I don't know the answer of how you stop it from having a massive impact going forward. And I think we're just at the precipice of beginning to understand how impactful it's going to be. Because one thing for there to be misinformation or disinformation out there, which really the way it's been applied is often just arguments you don't like, right? Um, more so than anything else. That's the way they've tried to police it. But they are arguments that are being made, and they're trying to fact-check you. What about when the argument is, is this real or not? That becomes a totally different discussion, right? It's one thing to say, oh, like I I saw uh, the New York Times this morning, Buck, I was reading, and I do think it's a good stat worth. You know what percentage of parents have gotten their kids the updated booster shot? Tiny, I don't know. It's very small. Five. Yeah. 95% of parents have not gotten their kids the new booster shot. Only 40% of parents got their kids the initial COVID vaccine that obviously doesn't work. Only 40% did. Those are facts, right? Somebody could dispute whether or not that's true. Somebody putting out a video that is either showing something very positive about the COVID shot or something very negative, the first thing you have to figure out is, is this real or not? I see well, that if, if it's an image, for example, and there's no telltale, you know, marks on the image or anything to tell it, how do you know? How do you know? You know, I, I just say, I mean, this is where you start to get into, and even now we see things sometimes on X that are being shared. And I think to myself, is this real? We're just, yeah, we're, yeah, we're just hoping that community notes and crowdsourcing is effectively going to uh, prove, you know, w- would let us know if this was fake. It's, it's a big challenge, everybody. I mean, I know it sounds like, oh, how much can this mm, could actually turn an election? Maybe not this one, maybe not for a few elections, but it's coming up where there's going to be such a circulation of, uh, of faked, but high level fake, you know, deep fakes, high level faked content online that it's going to sway public opinion. And, and how do you deal with it? It's, it's really a big challenge. Um, and the, the notion that this could be banned also, I would just, that's, that's not going to work either. The sound of an unborn baby's heartbeat is a remarkable thing to a pregnant mother. It's a forever bonding experience hearing that sound. And to think just three weeks into a baby's life, that heart begins to beat even while being such a tiny little being inside that mother's womb at five weeks, a baby's heartbeat can be heard on an ultrasound. The staff working at the preborn network of clinics know this all too well. This is a group of clinics that welcome pregnant mothers into their facilities as they consider life or abortion for their unborn child. Look, preborn's mission is saving lives every day. And I know there are a lot of worthy causes out there, but how many of them would let you save tiny babies' lives? And think about all the good that is brought into the world with that, what that does for the mother who makes that choice, for the child who now has life, the future generations that will come from that child. Is there a better way that you can do something good with the money that you can spare? 
look, I understand that times are tough right now, but there are people in this audience who do have the means for a leadership gift. This is 100% tax deductible. Every dollar goes to Preborn's mission. So would someone listening right now donate $10,000 to Preborn? $10,000, that would get Preborn's network running for a couple of days. The whole network. This is hundreds of babies that could be saved in this. They're saving about 200 babies' lives a day. As I said, 100% tax deductible, and every dollar goes towards saving babies' lives. Now, for those of you who obviously don't have $10,000, a lot of money, I get it, whatever you can spare helps, because there are millions of you listening to this right now. To donate, all you have to do is dial pound 250, say the keyword baby. That's on your cell phone, dial pound 250, say baby. Or go to this website, preborn.com slash buck, and you can donate securely, preborn.com slash B-U-C-K, sponsored by Preborn. The Truth Compass, pointing due right every day. The Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. A couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Here is the Attorney General of West Virginia discussing the letter he has sent that says the 25th Amendment should be invoked. In our letter, we argued you can't have it both ways. If you're cognitively impaired and you can't be charged with a crime, how on earth are you able to also serve as President of the United States? I think my letter to the vice president is very clear. It's time for the cabinet to act and make sure that this issue gets resolved quickly. I agree with him, Buck. Yeah. I mean, I mean if, if 
I, this, they're this not is, going to invoke the 25th Amendment. This is like Amendment, Keith Olbermann but... pounding the table saying that Bush should resign. I mean, they're not going to invoke the 25th Amendment on Biden. No chance, no way, no how. But I do think it's important to make the argument. Because if it's true that he is not mentally able to be prosecuted for a felony because he isn't of sound mind, well, which is important. They're going to say that's one guy. Don't make me be his lawyer, Clay. It's one guy's judgment. <laughs> you know, it's just one. It's just like his opinion, man. That's one guy's judgment, but it's actually an important guy's judgment because it's the person who decides whether or not you get charged with a felony. Um, and that is the reason why, by the way, it had to be included in the report because that was the alibi. That was the get out of jail free card for Joe Biden. Uh, we can find any number of great things to say about Hillsdale College. Since the college was established nearly 200 years ago, they've been explaining and defending our freedoms in any number of ways. One of those ways, explaining the enduring values and brilliance in our Constitution. On the campus, they require every student to take a full-term course on our most famous document, Constitution 101. Off campus, they take on any number of projects from curriculum meant for charter schools to online, on-demand video courses on our nation's history. This year, they've added radio commercials to their information flow. They're actually producing Constitution Minutes to air on the radio station and thousands of others. It's their way of providing short, clear lessons on the principles of our founding documents. If you want to hear a Constitution Minute, visit ClayandBuckForHillsdale.com. While you're there, reserve a free pocket copy of the Constitution. That's ClayandBuckForHillsdale.com. Hey, Clay, we didn't talk about this before. We got into a big discussion about the uh, legal gauntlet that Trump is going through here and how it is not following regular procedure. We haven't talked about uh, Fonnie Willis, who I don't think she's going to be running a criminal prosecution of Donald Trump that much longer. The judge in the uh, Trump election... No, i got to specify. This is the Trump... Georgia election yes. case, which has the RICO component and the uh, something 15, 18 defendants or something like that. Um, the RICO case in Georgia brought by uh, Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis. And it now comes up that the judge in that case is moving forward with misconduct with a misconduct hearing and that the D.A., may be disqualified. Now, I think it is based on what we know. And she remember, she has not come out and said, I didn't do these things or this is. She basically said, yeah, I did some stuff, but it wasn't really bad. Or, you know, she's like, or, or she said she, that she everyone's racist to too. the relationship, but said the relationship didn't start until after she had already hired him and that it didn't impact any of the investigation at all. And she said, on some of these vacations that they clearly went on, I paid sometimes and he paid other times in an effort to try to remove the argument that she had somehow personally benefited from money that was sent to him in taxpayer funds. Now, they are now going to examine whether she was telling the truth about when the relationship began, among other things, because now... Anybody out there who's ever been in a relationship, sometimes you, you you don't know the official start date of the relationship, right? Maybe you made out sometime at a party and then you 
didn't start dating for a couple of months. Maybe you broke up, started again. I don't know, right? This is like the Ross Rachel, we were on a break, uh, famous line that, that Ross yells out when Rachel finds out that, uh, that he slept with somebody else, right? This so, is from Friends. I said friends, right? That oh, I messed, yeah, I think that I messed so. that up. Yes, yeah. Yes. But, but yes, it's, it, it, most of you probably are familiar somewhat with, uh, with that aspect of the plot out there that's very iconic in pop culture now. But this is a mess and she's in real trouble. And I said, as soon as the, the evidence came out of the relationship, I said, there's no way she can stay on this case. And I maintain that. And I don't think there's any way that he can stay on this case. And that would mean they need to find a new DA, which would mean effectively this case is over. And she's going to be lucky if she's not ultimately charged with a crime herself when all this is out. And some people out there say, well, what's the significance here? She can't lie to the judge now. If there's evidence that she was in a relationship, again, that we could have a Bill Clinton-like moment, Buck, where she says, you know, that depends on what the definition of the word relationship is, right? Like, um, when did it start? She, Maybe that's her defense, but, uh, she's but she not going like to be able. Tough spot. She's not going to be able to stay on in this case, okay? Because because now she's a distraction, no matter what. Whether there's sanctions against her or anything I else, agree. That's, that's a separate. That's going to come down to the facts of the case. But I, I think it's very unlikely she's going to be able to stay in this case. And then you get to, well, is someone else going to continue it from her office, right? It's not necessarily the case that it hasn't been tried yet, so it's not like a mistrial situation or something else because there was prosecutorial misconduct. So maybe somebody else takes up this mantle. I don't know. I don't know if somebody else would want to step up into this, given the challenges that it already has. And and I think that this case uh, all along was going to be the hardest to get done. And now I think there's effectively no chance it'll get done before the election. So it was an act of uh, political advancement for Fonnie Willis to, br- to br- bring it in the first place. And I think that's as far as it's going to go likely. I don't think Trump's in real jeopardy from this one anymore. I, I agree. I also think if you analyze it purely from the location, Flo- Trump's going to win Florida. Trump is going to lose D.C. Trump is going to lose New York. Georgia is the only swing state where they were attempting to bring a case. I actually think Trump is going to comfortably win Georgia. I do. Uh, and some of you out there may be uh, not as confident as I am. I am of the states that will flip or could flip. I, if I were betting right now, I feel the most confident in Trump winning Georgia of Trump winning any of the states that he did not win in 2020. I would be stunned at this point if Trump is not going to win. More so than Arizona? Yeah. Really? Yeah, because Arizona is going to be a mess with Carrie Lake, maybe Kirsten Cinema, and Ruben Gallego and the mess that's going on out there. Um, I, I feel like looking at the, cause you, in other words, you've got a Senate seat going on simultaneously. There's no other race going on in Georgia that's going to gen up Democrat turnout. Um, and so yeah, I'm most, I think Trump will win both Georgia and Arizona in 2024, which would mean he would only need one of the Midwest states in order to get over the number. Uh, but I feel the most confident about Georgia if I were betting right now on states that would flip their result from 2020, I would bet that Georgia would be the one that Trump wins the most comfortably. 
Because most of the data buck that's out there right now has Trump, all the polling in Georgia has Trump up seven or eight points. We'll, we'll see. I love your optimism though about how Georgia's in the, in the bag already. That's good. I also think, by the way, Georgia has added since 2020. A lot of people have moved who are red state voters to Georgia. I think Georgia has benefited from out of blue, out of blue state red migration. The, the state of Georgia has been the scene of more Republican own goals and missed opportunities than I think any other state for the last, certainly the last four, four years. Um, it has been, what, what have we lost three winnable Senate seats there at this point? Correct. Three should have won Senate seats. Correct. Think about the difference that would have made everybody. Three out of three we drop in Georgia. So, uh, I'm, I'm hoping that we've learned some lessons there in those Senate races. And, uh, that Georgia ends up being the way, uh, going the way that we wanted to. I will take some of your calls, close us out, 800-282-2882. Liberty Safe has always protected your guns and valuables from fire and theft. Look, I've got a Liberty Safe at home. It's awesome. In fact, it's so high end, looks so good that Carrie agreed to let me put it in a place that's, you know, a little more out in the open. I know you want to keep your safe somewhere people can't see it, but, because it looks nice, and it's a great safe, super high quality. Because electronic safes, you know, for most manufacturers have a code to allow access if you're locked out. Some people think of that as a convenience, but some people don't want that to exist anywhere. They want to be the only ones who have the code to their safe. Liberty Safe makes it easy to change or disable that code anytime. Your safe is your business, and Liberty Safe will help you keep it that way. They've even been praised by the Missouri Attorney General for their privacy practices. Shop online at LibertySafe.com for a customized fortress-strong Liberty Safe with one-of-a-kind locking bars and best-in-class fire protection. They're that good. The safe is amazing. And when you shop at LibertySafe.com, use the code RADIO for an extra 10% discount for supporting safes made in America by Americans. You'll also get a free $60 value locking pistol vault with your Liberty Safe purchase only for this audience. Go to LibertySafe.com, code RADIO, that's LibertySafe.com, code radio. Have fun with the guys on Sundays. The Sunday Hang Podcast. It's silly, it's goofy, it's good times. Find it in the Clay and Buck Podcast feed on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. 
the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Our good friend Joe Biden stumbled out. Did you see him, Buck, not be able to know where to stand behind the King of Jordan? During, I believe it was yesterday's state visit with uh, Jordan, he makes a statement, then he walks back, and then he shifts his position two or three different times. I'm guessing there's probably an X that they literally had marked on the floor that said stand here, and he couldn't figure out which one to stand on. Um, that in and of itself is really difficult to even watch. I'm not sure we've ever seen any politician not be able to know where to stand on a stage or how to get off a stage at all like this. But I am fired up, and I'm sure you were too, Buck, because you were the first person I heard make this argument. We have spent now over $100 billion trying to defend Ukraine's border, even though Ukraine... Uh, is, is basically in a stalemate now. And now they want to give 60 billion more dollars of American money. And what is it? 17 different Republican senators went along with this. And now Joe Biden just trotted out and he said, you have a choice to make just to update you guys on what's going on. You have a choice to make. Do you stand with Ukraine or do you stand with Donald Trump? Listen. Our nation stands at an inflection point, an inflection point in history, where the decisions we make now are going to determine the course of our future for decades to come. This is one of those moments. And I say to the House members, House Republicans, you got to decide. Are you going to stand up for freedom? Or are you going to side with terror and tyranny? You're going to stand with Ukraine? You're going to stand with Putin? Will we stand with America or Trump? Look, I I just this idea that we should, while we are thirty five trillion dollars in debt, be taking yours and mine's money, basically borrowing money to give to other nations so that they can secure their own borders is frankly indefensible to me. And the fact that 17 Republicans would go along with this. We can't solve our own border issues, but we're going to be spending a hundred billion dollars to preserve other nations' borders. I mean, this is the very essence of selling America down the river and not taking care of our own people. Well, I, I also would want to know what the plan is for Ukraine, uh, because it seems like we're told they just have to keep this war going against Russia that's now been going on for two years. And there's no end to it in sight. I, I also do think that uh, I think the um, support that uh, I voiced on the show and you voiced for this show on the issue of Israel is very clear. Uh, I'm not clear on why we're giving Israel $17 billion. Yeah. I mean, I, I haven't even heard anyone try to explain it. 
I'm, I'm kind of curious. Is there, is there any, anyone who wants to explain why we're giving, I mean, okay, that they have depleted military stockpiles. Israel's a wealthy country. So I, I don't really understand why the U.S. is paying, uh, the bills for Israeli defense, but nonetheless, um, I also feel that way about Ukraine. Right? So there's a consistency there. Uh, this notion that foreign aid is just something that we do at a time when we have $33 trillion in debt and a time when inflation is remaining stubborn. Oh, what? look at that. That's their way of saying, yeah, we thought it was going away. It's not going away. Yeah. We thought you were going to maybe start paying a little bit less or prices would maybe at least stabilize, not go down, but stabilize. Turns out, no, things that you need to live are going to keep getting more expensive the math at some point, Clay, takes over. At some point, we can't afford to do this anymore. And I think that in the case of these senators, these Republican senators, you'd want to ask, okay, well, what do they think they're they're accomplishing by doing this? I mean, it's, it's dead on arrival in the House. They want to show the donors who write them checks that they'll send our money to Ukraine and send our money to Israel and nothing for the border. What, what are they proving? Oh, and Taiwan. I also haven't been shown anything that would suggest that our money is doing anything other than prolonging a stalemate in Ukraine. Remember, last summer we were told, oh, the Ukrainians are about to go on an invasion, uh, about to go on the attack, and they're going to be reclaiming territory. They're going to force the Russians out of the land that they've seized. No, we basically have what feels increasingly like basically a new Maginot line, where you have trench warfare set up, and if you attack in either direction, you get mowed down. There are landmines everywhere. So we're just giving Ukraine billions of dollars to continue to fight a war that is not going to be able to be won by them. Why would we not just go ahead and have a negotiation in that, in that situation? I don't understand. By the way, uh, Tracy in Texas has been waiting a long time. Tracy, uh, wants to weigh in. We played earlier Joe Scarborough saying he doesn't remember what year his mom died. And so it's very reasonable that Joe Biden wouldn't know what year his son died. This is the angle that they are now trying to play to defend Biden. Tracy, you wanted to call in and react to that. Thank you for listening. I do. Um, My son died June 2nd, 1991. You don't forget that ever. And you don't tell people it's none of their business if they ask. You, It just comes rolling right out of your mouth. And as for that turd muffin, Joe Scarborough, I haven't lost a parent yet. But I think that's like comparing a cow to a chihuahua. You can't compare such a soul-wrenching event to, an event to a loss of a parent, someone that's expected to go before you. He's just an idiot. Tracy, we're sorry for your loss, and thank you for the call. And I think, Buck, that connects with people. I, 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 if I ever, and God forbid that it ever happens, I've got three boys. The idea that any of them would go before me, as it is for any parent out there listening, is so crippling to my soul to even think about it, that I can guarantee you that I would never not think about that for the rest of my life on every single day. I'll tell you right now, my grandfather, when I was 15 years old, died on July 31st, 1994. I didn't expect it to happen. It was actually his 81st birthday. I still remember the day that he died. And you expect that your grandparents are going to die 
long before you. So I agree with Tracy. The idea that Joe Scarborough would say, I don't remember what year my mom died, it's not normal for a parent, especially one buck who talks as much about his son's death as Joe Biden does to not know what year it happened in. And I would just circle back around. Obama picked Hillary in 2016 for a reason. Obama didn't endorse Joe Biden in 2020 until he'd already won the nomination. The Obamas, Obamas know that Biden's mental and physical health is not there. Better than anybody. They never endorsed him for president either of the times when he could have easily gotten a nomination with a nod from them. Buck, I think that's significant. Still going to be the nominee, Clay. (laughs) We'll see. I don't buy that at all. More hang with us tomorrow. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.